Do you live in the middle of nowhere and feel separated from the church? Yeah, that's me. Or do you think the church is out of touch? Absolutely. Then this podcast is for you. Coming to you from the Diocese of Sioux City. What? Where the hell is Sioux City? Welcome to Outcast Catholic with your hosts, Father Sheen Demon and Father Travis Crotty. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outcast Catholic. I'm Father Shane Demon. I'm Father Travis Crotty. The dynamic duo of Northwest Iowa huh. trying to kind of fake our way through a podcasting most weeks. Most weeks, yeah. And some would wonder how dynamic it really is. I'm pretty exciting. I don't know about you. I was kind of tired, but thankfully um, my extroverted powers, once I just start talking, I just wake up more. Yeah, we needed, we needed a coffee run before we got recording here and we didn't get that done for you. And you could have gotten whatever you get at coffee shops like smoothies or orange juice or something yeah it's usually water iced tea yeah some wannabe you know <laughs> some acky ac- <laughs> berries whatever those are Akai or yeah yeah if you know how to tell us that please email yeah um, maybe with some chia seeds to spice it up <laughs> have you ever tried kombucha no but you you've uh, brought this up yes. on a few occasions some of your friends make it don't they father well friends yeah friends have made it before but father taylor leffler who was on mm-hmm. his brother works for like the biggest kombucha company Really? So we got into it because of him. Um, kombucha fans out there, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of GT's kombucha. It's an acquired taste, though. And Is it? It's pretty weird. Yeah. Okay. Because, so it's like, it's black tea that has this thing called a SCOBY um, that's like a yeast culture, and it like ferments mm, the tea. Delicious. And it produces <laughs> probiotics like a yogurt. Okay. So it's like fermented tea. Yeah. So it, it almost, if you let it go, it'd like become like an alcohol, but it's non alcoholic because it stops fermenting at a certain time. But okay. So it's, it's like effervescent. It's carbonated from mm. the car, from the uh, fermentation process. Okay. And it's a probiotic drink. So, but it's oh. kind of got like a vinegary taste and then a, it's vinegar, fruity, a vinegary fruity tea. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a lot sometimes. to imagine. It's a lot to imagine, but it's quite the experience once you have it. Well, there you go. So there That'll you be are. the new beverage um, of choice here at yeah, Outcast we'll Catholic. If anybody, <laughs> if anybody musters it up and, in fact, tries kombucha for the first time, you can let us know what you think. Um, mm. I'm not like a big like devotee. Like I don't think you like you don't have to, um, but if you if you want to, give it a give it a go. Mm-hmm. It sounds kind of like a. It sounds like an investment if you're going to go down that road, particularly like on a daily basis. Yeah, I'm not a daily basis kind of guy. It's just okay. kind of when you're feeling it. Um, have you ever had kimchi before? Yes. The, the Korean. It's kind of in that realm. Okay. So, yeah. All right, there you go. There you go. Thank you for the beverage recommendation <laughs> here. That's what I'm really I've here always for. looked. I've always looked to you as a beverage guy. Beverage as long guy. as I've known you. All the bevs, yeah. Because <laughs> all the bevs. <laughs> well, all your... Uh, your years of exploration of different, you know, coffee methods, the brewing type, yeah, the beans, there's a lot. the grinding. Yeah, I really have added a lot. There's a the coffee thing. There's kind of the mixology cocktail thing that's kind of at play now. Mm-hmm. Father Taylor's brought me into the wine world a little bit and the kombucha world. Mm. Somehow those go together. And now there's this whole universe of sparkling waters. <laughs> yeah, and seltzers and everything else. That's right. They're everywhere. Well, I, I've never thought of you as a beverage expert, but you might be coming that. Wow, thank you. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that affirmation. It's probably, you know, deeply rooted in some level of hospitality. <laughs> Always circling um, up with others with glasses in your that's hands. Right. Yeah, that's right. Always um, good times, yes. Yeah. Um, 
Something that's been on my heart recently that I know you're dying to talk about. Yes, Father Shane, what's on your heart? You say, um, you tell. So I was in a conversation with some high school students recently, and we were talking about some of the things that are trending on social media. Always new things. Always new. Are things. you on the TikToks? No. Okay, just checking. Um, I'd actually was thinking about doing some TikTok challenges for faith-based competitions, but some of the TikTok challenges that are going on right now among high school students are so destructive that I thought this actually might be counterproductive. So I've kind of backed away from okay, that, you know. Anyways, um, we were talking to some of these high school students. I was in a good conversation with them. It was going pretty deep, and they were sharing with me some of the things that are currently trending. And, uh, and at one point I just said, well, are you, you know, are you going to do this? And they said, well, of course. <laughs> it's it's viral. It's trending. Everyone's doing you it. You have to. The, wor- the, the one student actually said, well, the whole world's doing it. Mm. <laughs> that, just a quick little, like, aside. I, that has been so interesting for me to see. I'm, I'm a young buck, just 10 years out of high school, 11 years. And it's been so interesting for me to see what, how trends developed when I was in high school. And we had, like, Facebook for a little bit toward the end of my high school. We had YouTube for a little bit there. We had kind of other internet-like means of communication. But it was kind of still localized because there wasn't the way of like blasting out the trends like there are now. But I was, I've was i just been shocked to realize with both Snapchat and TikTok, like the way people dress and the way – it used to kind of start on the coast and kind of eventually make its way to Iowa, you know. Which at first came from Europe. Exactly, right. Yeah. And then like notice too what happened here is it would start on college campuses and then the style of colleges would like slowly trickle down to high school. Mm-hmm. Of time now with TikTok is just so immediate. Like right. it really is the whole world watching the exact same videos over and over and over and over and over. Right. All over the place. Continue, please. Well, thank you. Oh, so we were we were discussing um like the whole world's doing this. The whole world's doing this. We gotta do it. We gotta do it. And I just thought, hmm. So I kind of pushed back and I just said, Well, I'm not convinced that the whole world is doing everything that we're talking about here. Um, but you know, that's actually quite limited of, of thinking about things that everybody who's on TikTok, everybody who's on Twitter, everyone who's on Snapchat is doing something because it's trendy right now. I said, you know, the church has been setting some trends too for a long time. Um, in fact, when you say that the whole world is doing something, that's actually kind of a very small reality. Uh, and I challenged them. I said, well, what if you were to broaden your, your perspective and think a little bit more cosmically, you know, what has been trending among the saints in heaven? What's been trendy for souls in purgatory? and uh, For like millennia. Right. And what's been trendy among all of those in hell who are still paying the consequences for that? Yeah. Um, and they all kind of looked at me just stunned like, oh, that got deep. And I was like, no, but I'm serious. you gotta, you got to broaden your perspective. Just because something's on, you know, trendy on TikTok, uh, that'll, that'll, you know, that'll be passe in just probably in a few months. You know, when I was in college, I remember having a conversation with people saying that pop culture, you know, usually fades out about every five years and, mm. you know, reinvents itself. The music you're listening to, the dress cha- uh, changes, the uh, the famous movie quotes that everyone's always kind of making reference to, it always seems to change about every five years. But now, as you point out with these with these trending viral videos, it's probably half that amount of time, yeah. if not less. There's a great example is um, a couple of years ago when I was a transitional deacon, I was, I've, I've been doing consistent youth ministry, I think all the way through seminary, but more kind of acutely uh, as a transitional deacon um, in Cottleville and St. Louis. Um, but 
I learned about one particular trend is called like the Visco girl thing. And it was like this whole, just like kind of a meme of uh, like the high school girl of that summer of, I guess like 2019 or something with like her hydro flask and scrunchies and whatever. And there was like this whole like kind of caricature of this girl from social media. Well, by the time I like learned what it was, it wasn't a trend anymore. Mm -hmm. It was a, you could like reference it, but you, you sound, and this is why it's funny with adults learning trends there, if the adults know the trend, it's not a trend anymore. Like, right. I mean, it, you can reference back to it, but it's not a current thing. So that's what right. it sounds like. You know, like, hey, you young folks, like, and you're going to try to use the you know, pop culture trends. It's funny to make uh, to make high school kids cringe when you use the like out of date trends, sure. or slang or things like that as a priest. Um, but it is it's so fast, like a month, and it's done. Oh, we don't say that anymore. We don't use those references anymore. Right. I mean, that, that is just cons- consistently sped up. I remember back in 2011, 2012, so many teenagers were jumping on Twitter yep. because mom and dad weren't there. They were all into Facebook. Ah, uh, yes. You know, and then Snapchat began sh- shortly after that, and that be kind of came their their new hangout where no adults would be supervising them, right? Yeah, and um, we feel it in the, in, the, in the church, or even I think like business does too, where you're like, now we got to make some of those like, you know, we got to make some of those Facebook videos for the young <laughs> folks. And it's like every young person has been off Facebook for, like you said, like a decade. Sure. Like Instagram's their spot. Snapchat's their spot. Not Twitter's their spot. Or uh, uh, TikTok. Right. So, I, 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 anyways, I just challenged these, these youth to kind of think about what is really trendy um, and how do they understand that and what sort of obligation do they, do they feel about this? Um, and then, cause I, I pushed it a little bit further with this obligation. I said, well, okay, well, is anyone actually going to follow up with you on social media if you don't get involved in this trend? Right. Like, where's the accountability? And they all just look at me like, well, no one's going to do that. Of course. Uh. <laughs> so you, you all just, so you feel so eager to jump on certain trends that are going viral and yet there's no accountability other than your perceived, you know, cool factor, uh, or how involved you want to, you know, participate and just jump on the bandwagon. So there's actually no accountability at the end. And I just, I challenged them and I said, well, there is, you know, going to be accountability with the Lord. Yeah. It's called judgment day. And not to sound kind of Debbie Downer and real heavy about that, but there's always accountability in love. There's always accountability in faith. There's always accountability in hope ordered towards the transcendent. Uh, And that's not some pie in the sky reality. I mean, that's the, the actual source of all reality. Um, so it's just fascinating to me watching social media trends go viral and young people feel absolutely obligated to get on board <laughs> just because, well, everybody else is doing it and I got to look cool and I have to look trendy. But, you know, one of the things that was really uh, kind of weighing heavily on my heart is I, as I thought back at that conversation with these teenagers, there was actually enthusiasm in their voice. Mm. There was deep, deep adventurous enthusiasm uh, not just like, you know, well, it's something to do, but there was actually like genuine enthusiasm, like we have to do this. This is the most exciting thing ever. There will never be a, something as exciting as this in my whole life, so I have to jump on this social media trend right now. And and it, it, it I could see their enthusiasm. I could hear the tone of their voices. I could see the the twinkle in their eye. And they were speaking from from a level of passion that I rarely see among teens. Yeah. And I went to bed that night just thinking, wow. um, When Holy Mother Church speaks, 
with a voice that transcends centuries. Uh, where's the enthusiasm to jump on that trend? You yeah. know, where's the enthusiasm to say we have to do this? We have to be on board. Uh, on board. This is going to be life giving. This is going to be fulfilling. I couldn't possibly go on without this. Right. Uh, it it just kind of it was just weighing so heavily on my heart as I went to bed that night, saying, "Where is the enthusiasm uh, to kind of do that?" Now, of course, we know at the end of the day that a life of following Jesus, you know, he says, take up your cross and follow me. Uh, a life of discipleship is ultimately a life of death, putting to, to death things of this world that are not worthy of him, that are not worthy of our dignity as sons and daughters and baptized Christians, and things that are certainly not worthy of the glory of heaven. Uh, so that there, there is kind of an inherent heaviness to that. Um, but I just thought, we have, we've got some work to do in terms of creating that which is going to be exciting and an adventurous call. And I suppose the consumeristic world, the glamour of this world, has always kind of sparked a sense of enthusiasm and zeal among young people. This is probably not new. It's just happening very, very quickly with these social media trends. Yeah, it's not new. This whole time you've been sharing that, I immediately thought of those first few centuries of Christians, especially when the reality of like the theater, the Colosseum, gladiator type of stuff was still going on. These early church fathers wrote about that because like, They'd, they'd know that like okay, this is way trendier in some ways. I mean, you're gonna go to like a like a an arena and like watch people die and like fight each other to the death. Like a little bit more exciting than like a TikTok. I mean, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, like, nothing gets your blood going, right? I mean, a little bit more exciting than a football game or something. But it like it was the trend. Everyone did that. If you were a citizen of that town, that's what you do for entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. So these these early Christians like writing against that, but not just in itself, because they had experienced the dynamism of the martyrs and the cross and the gospel. I mean, Ignatius of Loyola, centuries later, would experience the same thing, where he's like in the trend of the time as a soldier in Spain, living the life. And even while he's in bed, the classic story when he's got the cannonball to the to the leg. He's still reading the trends of the time with these like exciting, dynamic, attractive stories of of knights and like battle and stuff like that. And, but then the move that he experiences, the life of the saints, the gospels, accounts of the life of Christ, that something in him sparks, and that same type of ambition that's sparked by these like social media trends, it's the Holy Spirit that sparks that in us, and that potential that like you see in these in these boys. That's what the saints have all experienced. And they were in the same spot that these high school guys were, as they as they always are, mm-hmm. um, in every century, in every generation. But, like, the dynamism of the gospel is still alive. Um, and I think that'd just be it's, it's so helpful. Um, I was thinking, I think it might be interesting sometime to share our own vocation stories of sure. how we kind of, like, caught that dynamism, mm-hmm. um, how we experienced the gospel, because... It's the same gospel, but I mean, like the way a TikTok can be can be like kind of shaped today can be pretty um, attractive and pretty gripping through like marketing and advertising and all the stuff that's done. There's now a whole like series of videos that debunk the TikToks that are like you know these like five minute crafts and all this stuff mm-hmm. um, because they're so trendy and that it's all about getting views, right? Um, but as Christians, I mean, as priests, but as just lay Christians we need to be witnesses of the dynamism of the gospel that we've encountered if we have encountered it. Um, because we're always going to experience the world, but like Christ said in our 
theme for our school year is, um, but take courage because Jesus has conquered the world. Mm-hmm. Um, or he says that I've conquered the world. That which is most trendy is usually that which is old, right? And traditional, right? Yeah. That, that which is, you know, can, kind of withstands the test of time, uh, can withstand the, the fads of this world that come and go. But that which is truly attractive and is really going to offer adventurous, it might not seem trendy in the immediate, you know, here and now, um, but it really does create a trend over time. Well, yeah, that, that's such a good point. Like, this would almost be, for us who work with young people often, yeah, there are like the flash in the pan trends that like you follow just because everybody's doing them. But when you see what people are actually attracted to, the idea of like, well, young people want something new and, and jazzy, so let's, you know, bring it, that's the classic examples. Like, let's bring a guitar to mass or let's change things to be more kind of t- timely with the times or something. I think we see with this Gen Z now more than ever, there's an attraction to something that lasts, an attraction to something that's rooted and grounded. Um, and that's going to last because everything else in their life is so transitory and fleeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is actually going to be lasting among TikTok? You know, how long is TikTok going to last? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Twitter stock has, has gone down significantly over recent years. Um, Facebook has its own issues right now. Mm. Um, you know, Snapchat and, and TikTok, it really doesn't even give you a, a format to create something that lasts long. Uh, everything, in fact, is, is limited by time in seconds, literally yeah. on those platforms. Um, and there's also the groundswell, too. We might have spoken about this way back when with that 5G speed mm-hmm. uh, episode you did. But, like, there's clearly the groundswell, even if it's just within, like, Christian and Catholic and maybe more, like, I don't know, people who are seeking a conversion away from just the cultural norms right now, even if they're just secular, there's that groundswell of like getting rid of your smartphone, mm-hmm. going back to a dumb phone, like simplifying our lives that have become so strung out on the trends of this world mm-hmm. that clearly there's this desire for something that's like solid, deep, lasting, not ephemeral. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, these are, uh, you know, fun topics to talk about. They can they can be really startling topics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- this just hit me so hard as I was just pondering the enthusiasm and the zeal by which you know these young people wanted to jump on some social media trends immediately. Um, gives me a lot of room for thought to think about the the voice of the church, and of course, the voice of the church is never going to sound in in this culture kind of on the cutting edge of that which the world will, you know, really honor and glorify, right? Yeah, I wonder what it was, though, with those really saints that so many that we look to, you know, we tell their stories, we celebrate their feast days, that, like, they were living in just as just as much of a saturated kind of secular culture in some ways, especially mm-hmm. those early Christians, but there was something that moved them, you know? Well, yeah, I would I would imagine it's the holiness of those around them, and it was also the, the generations of previous martyrs who died mm-hmm. before them, uh, it makes you wonder, like, how many of our young people have really been able to say, I've seen holiness. Yeah. Whatever that person's on, I want it. Yep. You know, whatever they're drinking, I got to get on well, that. Who's, who's the one? I mean, this is like the challenge for priests, but when they talk about, who does that? Is that Francis de Sales or somebody like that? When they talk about, like, if the, you know, if the priest is holy. No, I quoted that. that at our April clergy day. Uh, it's, um. It's not John Vianney or something. No, it's not John Vianney. It's, um, it's an abbot, I think. Okay. I'll have to look it up for in a future yeah, episode. Well, what's the since you quoted the quote? I mean, what's the kind of basic? If you want to share that, 
Well, I, I, I can't. It's like degrees of holiness, basically. It is. It's like, I can't. If the priest is this holy, the people are going to be this holy. Right, right. If the priest is very holy. Now, okay, we're not putting the priest on a pedestal, but it's like, it basically has to do with witness. Right. And have you witnessed that moving away from the, just the trends of the culture that are so ephemeral are actually lasting and life-giving? Mm-hmm. Has that been something you've witnessed? If it's not, then you're not going to try to follow that. Right. Um, so it just is a challenge for us who are living the Christian life. It's a challenge for those who aren't living the Christian life to look to those who are. Right. Um, where is it dynamic and where is it like exciting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What is it that you're following that's a real you know trend in your life right now? How much substance and rootedness is there? And how might you be a real trendsetter for something that's actually going to be true, beautiful, and good going forward? Um, lots to live up to for us as priests, but lots to live up to for all of our listeners. Um, good to chew on these topics with you, Father Travis. I'm sure we'll keep it going and revisit some of these themes in the future. Keep Thanks to all of our listeners. Rolling. Yeah. That's right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in. Send your questions and comments to outcastcatholic at gmail.com. Catch you next time, and God bless.